The Bitcoin Layer is brought to you by Envoy. Envoy is an easy-to-use Bitcoin mobile wallet that you can download and set up for free on the App Store and Google Play today. Stay tuned to the video to learn more. Welcome back to the Bitcoin Layer. I'm Nick Batia, and today I'm sharing with you why I'm so nervous about the U.S. economy. It comes down to there is no new money. Well, it started with there was too much new money. And over the last 15 years, what we've seen is that there was too much new money in the system. The pandemic and the supply chain breakdown really triggered the inflation that had pent up for a decade and a half. And this is really what I'm starting to believe now as we come out of the 2010s, looking at the empirical data, we see that the QE programs didn't actually trigger the inflation anywhere near that the pandemic and the supply chain breakdown triggered. Now, this is, of course, due to the record amount of monetary and fiscal stimulus that we saw, but also due to other external factors. So we had too much new money and now there's no new money. So let's get into the story and what's happening exactly right now. Prices have skyrocketed since the pandemic, and that has brought about the highest interest rates that we've seen in the front end of the curve, which means federal funds and three-month treasury bills in 15 to 20 years. Now, if we look at the Fed funds rate, we saw these levels back in the mid part of the 2000s, and looking back to the treasury bill yield of the three-month U.S. Treasury bill, we don't actually see these levels for the last 22 years. So what we are seeing, it's not record high interest rates for all time, but for the last couple decades, these are record high interest rates. That is a direct result of record high inflation from the last 40 years. And so we are in a once in a 20 year type of environment right now. Not only have interest rates gone up, but the flow of new money isn't there anymore. So we have a period of 15 years we're dependent on quantitative easing, that is balance sheet expansion from the Fed, and now we're in Fed contraction. So here's one of the biggest things that keeps us nervous at the Bitcoin layer, it's quantitative tightening. We've only tried this twice in history. Once that failed spectacularly in 2019. And once that has gone on for basically only a few months here in uh, 2022 and 2023. But we don't yet know the results of quantitative tightening and what it's actually going to do. So you have going from too much new money to no new money and the new money is getting very expensive, the most expensive in 22 years. We have a few things lurking in the background before I really even get into what is making me nervous specifically right now. Lurking in the background are three things that are going on that are longer term cycles that I see unfolding. Number one, residential real estate. So we know that housing prices nationwide don't usually decline in the United States. 
They hadn't declined ever in the United States until the 2007 to 2009 massive bear market. And housing prices have been going up for over a decade until they started to decline over the last several months. So now we've had several months of decline. And now at the Bitcoin layer, we're actually turning to Redfin and Zillow, some of the public data providers now on the housing market from corporate America. We are seeing both of these data sets show annual decline in housing prices. So within that residential real estate cycle turning, there's something additional there, which is this boom in Airbnb short-term rental type of activity. Now at the margin, we are seeing that there are declines in that activity that is not supporting the residential real estate market as much. And that is some sort of bubble that I'm watching to see if it does unwind and how broad that unwind is in residential real estate. Now, one of the things that doesn't make me as nervous about residential real estate is the resiliency of the United States consumer and the United States economy and the relative advantage of owning property in the United States versus a lot of countries around the world. So those things do support residential real estate, but we do have to think in terms of we don't see nationwide housing prices decline like we are seeing right now. Second thing that's lurking in the background, and this is a much longer term thing that I want you guys to consider here. The online retail boom of the last couple decades, basically this Amazon boom, which has shifted the pattern of the consumer worldwide and especially in the United States. That has affected retail for a long time, right? We see the fall of JCPenney last decade, the fall of Macy's this decade, the closing of Bed Bath & Beyond, these major retailers that are basically falling prey to online retail. This is a very slow moving train. JCPenney was the first to go last decade, but we can still anticipate that many of these large retailers will cease to exist as they have over the last several decades. What does all of that do to the overhang in commercial real estate, the retail facing malls, all of that decline? I do believe that some of that started to happen before the pandemic. Many of those deals were put on some sort of hiatus or payment suspension program. All of that real estate in the long-term online retail secular cycle is, I think, in jeopardy. And some of that is starting to show up in commercial banking hedging instruments such as CMBX. The last thing lurking in the background from a commercial real estate perspective is the work from home dynamic. So we see popular metrics going around right now about cell phone usage in downtown areas across the country. They are structurally lower, right? We see corporate America starting to announce, come back to the office, but not full-time basis, two, three days a week. So the structural nature of the working in office dynamic is changing, and maybe that supports residential real estate at the margin, but it is affecting commercial real estate. And so we do watch CMBX. We're trying to watch other metrics here in the corporate bond market, specifically the mortgage-backed security bond market from the commercial side to see what other long-term secular problems are lurking.
The Bitcoin layer is sponsored by Envoy. Envoy is an easy-to-use Bitcoin mobile wallet with powerful account management and privacy features. Take it from me, you guys. I set this thing up in 60 seconds, and you can too. You can set it up in 60 seconds, forget about it, and enjoy the zen-like experience of having your Bitcoin totally off exchanges. Not to mention, this thing backups your keys and encrypts them, so you don't have to worry about that either. You can download it for free on Google Play and the App Store right now. So that's the backdrop of what's lurking here in the background, some of the long-term secular trends that we're dealing with. That brings us to today. What has us so nervous? Now, we wrote a really important piece at the Bitcoin layer this week about the huge influx of treasury bill issuance due to the debt ceiling resolution. Basically, what we're about to experience is $1 trillion of treasury bills flooding the market and a lot of treasury note and bond issuance over the coming six months as the treasury replenishes its bank account after the debt ceiling has been raised or essentially suspended for another couple years until 2025. So yes, the treasury issuance of a trillion dollars does have us worried for liquidity dynamics. It's a very important read. Go check it out, thebitcoinlayer.com slash subscribe. But it's not an isolated event that's making us nervous, okay? It's not just that $1 trillion in bills are coming to the market and we have a panic in liquidity. No, that's not really what's happening here. But the $1 trillion in bills, it brings about all these dynamics that are building up or bubbling up under the surface and they're snowballing with other things going on in the global macro economy that make it a very jeopardizing medium-term event for financial markets and the broader U.S. economy, which is really our focus here. This is not a bearish stock market video. This is a warning on the U.S. economy, the U.S. consumer, and the employment situation in the United States. Okay, how that factors into what stocks are going to do or what Bitcoin is going to do is a much longer-term effect, or I would even say they are orders of effect removed from what we are talking about, which is shakiness of the U.S. economy itself. Okay, what we are going to see is this record issuance of treasury bills and treasury securities here over the next couple years, really a save aside from what happened during the pandemic. So what does one trillion of bills do to the market? First of all, bills, as we said, are at a 22-year high in terms of yield. Now, you guys are familiar with the term risk-free yield or the risk-free rate. Treasuries are considered the risk-free rate. Now, despite what we saw over the last couple months with the debt ceiling shenanigans, it's actually not a new story. We've experienced this several times uh, over the last decade with all these debt ceiling fights, treasury bill yields going haywire in the days and weeks before any resolution happens, but still the treasury bill is considered the risk-free yield. So you have 22-year highs in the risk-free yield. You have a trillion in bills coming. That's going to raise the yield even more relative to other things in the market, and it's going to drain what we believe to be the reverse repo facility first of capital and going into these higher bill yields. But it's not just the one-to-one -one relationship between Fed RRP 
and treasury bills that we are focused on here. It's the behavioral dynamic of 22-year high risk-free yields. You guys might be familiar with the term risk-adjusted returns. This is a way of putting different asset classes in comparison with one another. We take a risk-free yield and we take the expected returns of other asset classes and then we adjust them based on their own risk. And what we see here is that with the risk adjustment for treasury bills being zero, the risk adjustment for other classes now has to be relative to this 5.5% benchmark. That is not a dynamic that the market has had to deal with for a couple decades. So you have corporate finance analysts that have built spreadsheets that are basically discounting cash flows to the present. They've never built these spreadsheets and entered a 5.5% yield at any point over the last couple decades. So it makes every other asset class that much more unattractive versus this 5.5% risk-free rate. So that's the backdrop of all these bills. It's not just that the bills are coming to market. They're coming to market at a time when the yields have never been this high and the Fed, which was in the market historically over the last 15 years, is not in the market anymore and they're actually a net drag on the market, right? So this brings on the concept of treasury bills to private hands or treasury securities to the private hand. The Fed isn't a supporter here. Now, the higher treasury bill yields drag other yields up with them, just as the policy rate going up drags other yields up with them. They all work in tandem here in the front end of the curve. But what we are seeing now is that mortgage rates are making their way back up again as these yields all come up and have been rising consistently as the Fed continues to hike. So mortgage rates above 7%. This puts the residential real estate market under fire once again. The U.S. economy is about one quarter driven by the U.S. housing market. And so higher treasury yields, higher mortgage rates slows down the housing sector, slows down the consumer, and slows down the economy. So you can see, guys, it's not just a flood of $1 trillion worth of treasury bills that scares us here. It is the confluence of the highest treasury bill yields yield in 22 years, only the second time that the Fed is attempting quantitative tightening. It is the first time that the Fed is fighting inflation in 40 years, and we have a inflation rate that is still above, well above the 2% target and an unemployment rate that is still only less than 4%. So you have no imminent rate cuts either. Another thing to consider here is that monetary policy operates with a six to 12 month lag. The record rates that we are experiencing now are going to start hitting the economy over the next six to 12 months. They've already been very high and we already see the economy slowing and showing really a lot of weakness in the manufacturing sector. We see recent responding remarks to the Fed surveys that the economy really is stuck and new demand is faltering. The data in terms of the unemployment rate, which is only at 3.7%, even though it started to tick up, 
it's still at a very low rate where the Fed doesn't believe they have to cut. So it makes me nervous that rates will be higher for longer and it will filter into all of these different secular trends all coming in at the same time. So the Treasury bill issuance post debt ceiling resolution, it does have an effect on liquidity, but it's not an isolated event. It really must be taken into consideration with everything else. If you guys want to learn more about U.S. Treasuries, the Fed, and cycle investing, go to the bitcoinlayer.com slash learn. We have a bunch of Zoom webinars now available to walk you guys through the U.S. interest rate market and some really important Bitcoin basics. We also have a free webinar now, Introduction to Digital Assets. Make sure you go sign up for that. Thanks for sticking with us today at the Bitcoin Layer. Catch us and everything we do at thebitcoinlayer.com. The Bitcoin Layer is brought to you by Passport, a Bitcoin hardware wallet that you already know how to use. It has a gorgeous design, very sleek and form-fitting, fits right in the hand, has a directional pad, and frankly, you'll know how to use this the second you pick it up. Guys, if you've been putting off taking your Bitcoin off exchanges for any reason to this point, this is the device that you have to get. You can get it today at thebitcoinlayer.com foundation, and you can get an additional $10 off when you use code BitcoinLayer. Thanks so much for watching the video. We'll talk to you guys soon.